D of a call to grade at the Cartagri Sportsline on Scarab Bay Community Radio. Good afternoon, everyone. You're welcome once again to the Sports Centre Show here on Scarab Bay Community Radio in association with Derek Credit Union on 88.3 FM and 92.7 FM and on the TuneIn app. On today's show, I'm joined as always by, with co presenter uh, Pat McNamara. And on today's show, it's a special show regarding Scarab for Gunlow Camogie Club. Later on this evening, a uh, big function uh, in the Woodstock in Innes. Uh, Scarif O'Gunlow received their long-awaited uh, Munster Championship and County Championship medals from 2019 and the year just gone by. So, to, what brought them to that stage, to getting those great victories? We've decided to go back and analyse the history of both Scarif and O'Gunlow Camogie clubs and Scarif O'Gunlow Camogie. So, we're joined here in studio by uh, Pat Minogue, Eleanor Walsh, Maura Sheedy, and we're also joined on the line by player and uh, mentor uh, Sarah Skelly. You're all very, very welcome. Thanks, Thank you. Thank you. Pat, first of all, you know, Scarif Gunlow, what a successful club, you know, the template for many other clubs to follow. Yeah, definitely the template is the word you use because I, uh, from my, the club I'm most familiar with, Peaky Kilinina, I'd say I joined up there a few years ago fully as well, and I'd say that it got an awful lot of information and knowledge and experience from how Scarif Gunlow got it so right. Um, I'm sure we'll hear later <coughs> on from the, the girls and, and Pat uh, how things uh, developed to study. But look, could anyone have dreamed that they would be so successful? And I mean, as I said a few times before, the, ma- the ma- amazing success at senior, intermediate and senior level has coincided with Scarlet Bay Radio coming on stream there five, six, year, six years ago, Jim or seven. And um, for us to be covering all those games, all the way through to, you know, clear intermediate title and then the clear senior title and then the Munster title, and, clear, and, and, and that repeated again last year was just unbelievable. And... Uh, Great to see such a huge following for Camogie, the two parishes, and such uh, amazing success. You know, great coaches involved, and I know it starts at underage, but also you have to be strong. At committee level, obviously, very, very, very well well run, and plenty of thought put into it, and good people involved. And look at it, it's paid fruition. It's come to fruition, and uh, I'd say there's an awful lot of people involved, and we'll hear, and looking forward to hearing the early days, which, which I wouldn't know much about, but I can't wait to hear how, how things are up and running. But... Um, it's in a great place now, and uh, just well done to everybody involved. Yeah, indeed, Pat. To get to this stage, right? It, it look, it didn't all, it didn't all up. You know, it didn't all. There was a lot of days where you'd wonder whether whether this dream was ever going to come to fruition. You know, but it had to start somewhere, Pat. Well, Leo, it was. It's a bit like life. Those uh, a slow start and it developed as life things went on, but um, it evolved. The two clubs were together at under 14 and under 16 because and they were maybe short of numbers. No, they were playing separately, but when it came to 16 and minor, they were joined up for a number of years before, in the, say, from maybe 2000 or 95, 96 on. But I suppose the catalyst for the clubs coming together was the crash in 2007, 8. A lot of girls immigrated. And Scarif won a, my, a junior B or a junior championship in 2009. And in that year, um, Scarif Ogunlo won a minor B championship. And probably the girls that played in that team saw the benefit of coming together. But in coming together, you had to bring parishes and people on board and that took you know, quite a number of years of talking about it. There was no point in trying to jump in unless you had everybody on board. 
and then um, we came up with the idea. It was in gestation for a number of years, and then we applied to uh, come together to play in the senior championship. And I remember a famous county board meeting, and the officers at the top were very unhappy with the motion we put in, and they ruled it out. But we had got the rules of the Camorgi Association, and there was a subsection of a subsection, and we quoted it, and they just had to cave in. Cave in. So we were allowed to play together um, in the senior championship, as well as participate in the intermediate, and ended up winning a senior B, I think it was 2010 or 11. And you know, that was another step on the way. And it was bringing the girls together. Then we ran into, what you might say, the immigration crisis. And both clubs um, ended up one year playing each other in the intermediate out here in Scarf, Ogunlubi Scarf. Well, but then Ogunlubi went on to meet Rook and got beaten. So I think both clubs or both people involved with the teams realised that if we were to be successful and get to the top and with the dwindling numbers, we needed to come together. And the process maybe gathered a little bit of speed and a lot of talking behind the scenes went on and to convince the people in the different parishes. And, you know, there were people, there was, I would say, new people in Ogunlo who brought a new view to things and the same here. I mean, John Maloney had come in here. He had a very, what I would call, holistic view about Camogie and how things should be ran and everything else. And gradually, pe people grew, became accepted that maybe it was time to move on. Didn't there was um, the two clubs held meetings to fold, and then we had a meeting in Ogunlo, and it took off from there. But um, I suppose winning the Losing the intermediate final in 12 and going on then and winning it in 13 and going on to, say, win Munster. But to me, when I look back and at the pivotal day in the club and in the two parishes was the day after winning the Munster Championship below Nogunla. Against Tara. Against Tara. Um, the efforts that both communities pulled out to put the show on the road on the Sunday... The massive crowd, Noel Daly singing around the vein. <laughs> and I think the two, the crowd that was there pulled the team over the line that day because it was very difficult to go out and produce top class performances two, days in, two days in a row, especially after winning the Munster final. And the scenes that were on the pitch after the match, you had people from both parishes mingling together. And I think that was the day that the club became the club because it was no longer Scarif, it was no longer Gunlo, it was Scarif or Gunlo or Gunlo Scarif. And I suppose the name that it ended up in Scarif or Gunlo was the day the famous meet in the Gunlo. We put Scarif or Gunlo and Gunlo Scarif into two separate pieces of paper, rolled them up, left them up on the table, and Scarif or Gunlo was put out. That's how we decided. So the last thing that was decided the day of the meeting. <laughs> and that's how it happened. So, I mean, whether it was a Gunlo Scarif or Scarif or Gunlo, it's meaningless. But I think that day, Lorna Gunlock against Tara, you had um, people whose sons might have been in opposition and fathers who might have been in opposition and having a kind of a look at that little, <laughs> I won't finish the sentence, 
all of a sudden you had our daughters out there in the field competing and putting on a performance with hundreds of people in the stand being enthusiastic and really appreciating maybe some of them seeing a real competitive camogie match for the first time. And to me, that's the day the club took off. Yeah, and Elder, you know, Pat is right on that day. And to be honest, that was the first day that we'd seen, actually seen crowds at, of that size at a camogie match. You know, I know it was maybe it was a novelty, it was in all Ireland and playing the day after. But the yep. crowds that were there that day, you know... Oh, it's still in my mind. It's still, it's still, it's a day that you'd always remember. Absolutely, it's still in my mind's eye, actually. Um, Mike Rogers and myself were mm -hmm. the managers that, of that mm -hmm. team. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just listening to Pat there, you'd actually feel a little bit emotional about it all because it was a really fabulous time um, for our girls in particular. Mm -hmm. Um, I was one of the ones that togged for that Ogunlo intermediate team because uh, they, they, they were stuck, uh, to say the, say the least. And of course, I loved it. Um, but yeah, coming together to play senior, but then fielding individually then um, in, in the intermediate. Um, and but girls did it and, and people tugged and um, and but the struggle became became too much that one part of it. But I think people also realised the opportunities that we could have yeah. together. And as Pat said, it wasn't easy. Like, you know, your parish, your jersey colour, your, your club name means so much. And, uh, and everyone was aware of the tradition that had gone before it. And this was a step change in that tradition. And you're afraid that it's the wrong thing to do. And are you throwing out the old and what, you know? <coughs> so it was a it was a tricky time. Well negotiated here by Pat Minogue on my on my right here, who who we'd been we'd talking earlier about the, the skills of one of his daughters. But he, he equally is very good about um, about doing things properly. And he wasn't alone. Um, there were there were oh, others. Haley, Captain O'Brien. Do you know what I mean? There was countless numbers of people because all it would have taken was one or two to come together. But I think the crucial thing was was to allow everybody enough time to get used to it. And I always remember a phrase from Michael O'Doul, I wouldn't always agree with his politics, but he said, be, be radical or be redundant. And to me, <laughs> the way, not the way society was going, but the way the numbers had gone because of the crash, we could be stuck in June or be beating each other and going over and we might have lost all the good players. I mean, with Susan mm -hmm. Vaughan, Maurice Scanlon, yeah. the O'Briens, yeah, you know, would, would they all have drifted from the scene if they were playing Europe? The standard was not going to improve. Yeah, and Sarah, can you hear us there, Sarah? I can, yeah. Yeah, Sarah, um, to follow on Pat and Elder's point there, you know, you were involved as a player and one of the leading players at that time. Uh, did you see the potential at that time, you know, for when the clubs, before the clubs even, uh, Obviously, there were kind of talks about China. Could you see the potential uh, far ahead? Well, I suppose from a player's perspective, we were very much sheltered from, I suppose, the politics or the negotiations going on. We weren't aware of it. Um, you know, most players are there for the love of playing camogie and for the opportunity to be successful. And I, I, I played that year where we played against Ogunalo that Pat referred to um, up in Scarroff. 
and having to turn around a few weeks later and come together and uh, as a, as amalgamated team and go on and win the senior league, uh, we play Kilkishan. There was nothing, you know, there was nothing between us when we went out in the field. There was just players going out in whatever jersey we were given to go play a game that we all loved. Um, and that's you know, that's, it, that's kind, it kind of didn't, we didn't second guess anything with it. But, you know, um, as I said, fortunately, we were sheltered from, from any of the, the going on or, or any pushback from anybody. We didn't get a sense of it. It was just um, what we believe just an agenda, a progression of, of Camogie in East Clare. And we had fantastic management in place. Um, during those years and you know there's no sense that it it wasn't the right thing to do it was just very much about being successful and and trying to bring on the potential that was there and that was developing in maybe the underage that (coughs) that, I'd say the forefathers could see that you know as a player you might see but um, but there was always, I mean, you have Maura Sheedy on the show. I remember Maura opening the back seat the car and jump in. You know, I, I didn't really know more, but I suppose jump in to bring me into Crushing to, to, to maybe play with the some care uh, development squad. I wouldn't have had really the ability, but it didn't matter. As if, if you're interested in playing Camogie, jump in. I'll, I, I'll bring you and we'll see how it goes. You know, there was... There was always, a, I would say, a neighbourly um, deal between Gareth and O'Gunlo. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was very contentious at all, maybe yeah. not what it would be like between ourselves and Whitegate or, or that. Um, I, I never found O'Gunlo to be our, our, our foes or anything. Yeah. It was always, a, I don't know, just it. It seemed, it, seemed, it seemed a good fit. Yeah. It seemed a good fit. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Maura, yeah. you you were you were instrumental in setting up of Ogunda Komogi Club many years before that, right? Could you see the potential in the joining up of the two teams? You know, yes. if they were to go anywhere, they had to. There yeah, was an inevitable conclusion. Yeah, because numbers, first of all, numbers were very poor. In we had only a, sm- a small number of children playing in Ogunda at that time, and Scarif had only a small number of children. And Maria Bryan was over Scarif. I was myself, Father O'Day, and Anne Kiley. We started the club. When did you start the club? Mark? We started the club, I'd say, in the begin late seventies, beginning of the eighties. Yeah. When Father O'Day came, he came. Uh, he was parish priest. He came from Bridgetown, and he had a team there. And he insisted that we should have a team in Ogunala. Mm-hmm. Now, over the years, it came and went. You know, we had, for a couple of years, we went, and then we had less children. And then uh, we joined with Scarif, um, Paddy Lowry, agreed that we should have our underage. So we joined with Scarif, and there was never any animosity between those youngsters in Ogunla and Scarif, even back then. And I am I'm delighted that it worked for them and that they have had such success. I mean, it's huge. 
I'd love to be involved at that time, at this time now, rather than when we were, because we well, struggled. Only, only for you, Molly, they wouldn't be where well, we they would, struggled they wouldn't be where they are struggled to get them. Now, we did get, I did get a good number of our girls playing for the county in East Clare. That came from Bodike, Fetal, Whitegate, and Ogunlo, like, and we had. I made sure that those girls got the, got chance. the chance to show, and a lot of them, they were spectacular. I must say that we were equal to any. They were equal to any county player. Yeah, you know. And indeed, Pat, you know, turning back to, as Marla said, late early eighties, probably been the whole thing after Scarif were playing on their own for how long, Pat? And I know is that Scarif won a junior, junior. B in mm. 88 yeah. and then that broke up. Some yes. of the girls went to Gunnala. I remember being at a Camogie match out here and just Scarif or Gunnala. Scarif or Gunnala yeah. then, and yeah, we went with that name. Yeah, and then, then some of the girls went to Badike and the team didn't, um, we didn't kind of drifted, yeah, yeah. Did, and they're mm. trying to drift it back then to yeah. their own parishes after that. Ogunalo had a number of girls coming from Killaloo always. So they they kept the club going here. But um, I remember when I started in the the national school, they were struggling to feed. There was girls of 13 and 14 playing junior then, which really wasn't. um, I remember seeing them. Yeah, I remember seeing Scarif play Ogunalo in a championship match beyond in Badaive. I think there was (coughs) Sarah Madden was playing and she was only 13. And there was others at fourteen. Do you yeah, know what I mean? They were making up teams. Age, yeah. You were really going nowhere yeah, when you were doing that, and no girl was getting there a was chance. Only one, to there was only one way it was yeah. going to go. Yeah, just, it was just hidden for the crash. Yeah, just two observations from what you're saying there. Um, you know, what was from Killeen that I know Father Murray started Killeen in '59, and they were not to win the eight seniors. We, we traced that the, the story that hotel yeah. but, but there was really only about any given year. There was only seven or eight clubs in the county at that time. And there was a bit of a lull in the 70s, then the bridge came into a few more. But then I know a few clubs, I say, started in the 80s, I'd say, maybe maybe including Scarlet, because Kilnina died in the late 70s and early 80s was gone and to revived in 84 and won a junior. Centenary yeah, Europe had probably kept this maybe for some of the clubs to come Probably was, Centenary Europe. That's the first thing. The second thing I'd say is, uh, I think Sarah mentioned it and I think he, you all mentioned it, that there was no great animosity between the girls mm. because... But one of the reasons for that would be, unlike hurling, when you had grandfathers play each other in the 20s and 30s and 40s, and people remember the hurts and the, and, and the things that happened, and they'll trace a few today, whether it be Fiegel, as a Scarlet, as a Killeen, or Whitegate, or your great-grandfather did. There wasn't that in Camogie because there hadn't been rivalries yeah. there in the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, you see. So that was another thing that made it a little bit easier, maybe, for the leaders yeah, of the thing together, to get the yeah. girls to come together without any animosities right, I would know? think a big help was the fact that you had say Sarah and the O'Brien you had a lot of the girls were going to school in Scarf together yes and there was a huge cohort of the girls who came through in to play senior when the club came together had spent years together in the school and, and were successful they and were successful yes. and yeah. that was a huge they knew each other so well and they were the they were playing for a school and mixing together and yeah. they were socialising together and yeah. Tommy, it was that yeah. that helped. I mean it if they were oh, if I they were coming from two yeah. disparate secondary schools, not saying but separate secondary schools, the same mixing mightn't have taken place. But I thought I think that when people look back would have been huge. 
And Sarah, looking back on even as Pat goes back there to the uh, scale of community colleges, did you see it as the logical progression then, Sarah, just to, to play together at club level? Did you see that happening? Yeah, well, I suppose they've referred to the numbers um, being a big issue. Like, we definitely struggled. I, I remember, like, us playing a game, I think, and Madden was over us and I was put in goal and I might have only been 12 or 13 like that. And mm. I'd say we let in 20 goals. <laughs> and that's no word for lying. They were probably being, being kind to me. Um, but I mean, there was there was such heart with the management, and there was there was great intention. But you just you know you just can't get it together unless you have the numbers, and um, it, it probably like Pat has referred to the underage. It, it it was of course a natural progression that. Um, when you get to the to the senior level, that if you've played with with the players from the neighbouring parish underage, but you're, you're going to it's hard to separate them again and and play against them. So, of course, it it was it was primarily out of necessity and out of the want to succeed and do well, you know, and um, it's it's. You know, the, the people that came together and put it together really have to be commended. And, you know, we're, we are reaping the rewards of it now and and long may it continue. And, Maureen, even though know, we said to you earlier, um, you said oh, you were involved in intermittently setting up a gun with great, with great people. There's a great tradition down there. You know, you even saw the message for, yes. the, for the better of everybody. Of, for the betterment yes. of everybody. For the better of it, yeah. And we even we had Paddy Lowry here in Scarif and Marie O'Brien. And when we came together, we knew we weren't going anywhere singly. And when we joined together, like, it did come alive. But unfortunately, then girls went away and the team, we kind of broke up again and st we started, Ogunlo came, Ogunlo, and Scarif went to Scarif. And uh, it was, but it was, uh, the making of this whole team now has been the, the present and past man management have brought it on. It's, Sarah said there, like the girls wanted to, they were, you know, playing together and there was no master. But you couldn't work if you didn't have the management, if you didn't have the people that were going to take it further. And those are the... This came after my time and they were brilliant and we have the success and long may it live yeah. that those girls will continue to play Komoke. Yeah, and that's the mm. important thing. I think, Leo, in 12, say, the first officer board was, say, people who had been involved in the two separate clubs, but in 13, and say, John Maloney came in as chairman, say, Eleanor mm. and Eleanor Skelly, there was a new brood of people, maybe, yeah, came so, in. Yeah. Who, are, who weren't from the tradition, yeah. and they brought a new emphasis on... This was their club then. This was their mm. club then, yeah. and that was crucial. Had the, mm. what I would call, the old school stayed on, if I think it, it wouldn't have, have worked. It wouldn't have worked. Because no. the new people coming in yeah, yeah. with maybe more looking forward, more better ideas coming from different backgrounds. 
coming in, knowing the place, not knowing a Not parochial. Not parochial. Yes. yes. That yeah. was the, a breath of fresh air. I know some people might say they wouldn't like it, but no, that, that was so crucial. It's so crucial. Yeah, it was. And, and it's the all, truth. Yeah. If, if you had to come in mm. and you brought others with you, the same mm. happened here. Do you know what I mean? Mm. The diehards, we're scared off, we're going to... That kind of dissipated with new people becoming involved. And I think... Mm. Yeah. From the safe government of Scarf, John Maloney was very holistic. He bring it even. He took awful flack at times from ins- he was training teams at the time for ensuring that everybody got time. But in the knitting it together, Eleanor, you would have been involved at Andre John. You all had the same IDs, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. everybody. There was no such thing as somebody John Maloney putting out to fifteen and the hell with the rest. I mean, yeah. Look, mm-hmm. it, was a, it was a gradual process, and those people who came in in thirteen are, were, were absolutely. Crucial, yeah, and then of course, Elder success. Then you know, and Absolutely. of course, obviously, if if you have bad times after joining together, obviously there'll be doubts from everyone. But in fairness, success flourished almost immediately, and you know, everyone saw the benefit straight on. Look at this is it was the right thing to do, and is the right thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. Like every club, I suppose, will have a flagship team. It's normally mm. the adults, and um, and in two thousand and twelve, um, we got to the county final. And um, which was great. It was a great, you know, uh, intermediate county final. It was a great buzz um, into Clare Castle with us. And, you know, and the two parishes coming with us. Clonlara um, beat us that day unfortunately and uh, I, I, I still remember we had a goal disallowed and the mm. ref gave them a goal that mm. was Shawnee McMahon yeah. <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> going to name him Pat but oh, no, no. <laughs> I suppose any of the listeners will actually remember well who it was um, and I clearly have thrown that out of my uh, my my baggage that I'm <laughs> carrying along um, look at it was actually in hindsight might have been a bad thing. Yeah, a blessing, as they say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Truth and Larry were a very good team and, and, yeah, and, and kept going. And have know. always had, yeah. they've always had good teams yeah. all through the years. And even when you think you had them beaten, they would beat you. Yes. They were, they they were, were only very, known, they were very, very strong. Just, no, they were just known as Truke for years. So Truke, they yeah, they were Truke. Yeah, they're Clonlara now, yeah, but Truke yeah, back then. Yeah, and you yeah. just never had them beaten. And no, yeah. they, no, they, they no. wasn't playing Clonera's GA pitch, they play in an old pitch over close through church somewhere. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I brought down a team there one time, which is kind of interesting because they have developed now into obviously a very modern setup as well. Oh, they have. Like like, like here. Yeah. But, um, just one other thing I was going to say there about the, what Pat was saying, and I've heard this, this discussion though, if we're talking about happening in relation to hurling clubs that I'm kind of half familiar with, and I know the talk about amalgamations and this, you see. And I know what the fear with some of the people Pat are saying that would be maybe afraid of it is that you're going to lose your identity. This thing about losing the club identity, the club colour that's going back for maybe 100 years of holding clubs terms. That's the biggest fear people have. Mm-hmm. And I suppose those who grew up locally and with their grandfather played for the club, as I said, um, the fear of losing the identity is the big thing. So that's where the new people coming in here has kind of said, look at, but, look at the identity it's got to have now. There's no doubt about it. They have a mm-hmm. serious identity with the two of them together. But that, that fear is there in some people. But I suppose, Pat, looking back in, mm-hmm. until 2012, they put their stamp on the club straight away. The identity was yeah. there. It was there. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, it the was one straight, almost straight away. That, that took mm-hmm. great skill by the people involved. The other thing, as was mentioned, is success has helped an awful lot. Yeah. If they were struggling, yeah. Like, yeah. like any club, yeah. it mightn't yeah. be as, 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 as wonderful as it is now, but it's fantastic. Yeah. I think the, the success of the club, of the players on the pitch, 
has come from the success of the, organiz- the organizers. Think, yes. And then and the we, we've not Vice versa as well. Yeah. Yeah. You have to have a good organization. And once they're good at the top, you will reap so, the benefits. Yeah, you will. You will reap all the benefits of that. And you have done so. And I congratulate you. And I also thank you for asking me here tonight because I have very little to contribute to you come over. Here in the stories, as you said, losing the intermediate final the first year was probably a blessing in disguise. Because yes. you automatically, you know, you know what it's about. You're ready for the year after again, and sure, mm. the rest is history. The rest is history. Well, to go back to that, the, the dying minutes of that 2012 match, um, Truk had pushed everyone up yeah. to in you know to the back as we were That's we were go, going yeah. going hunting, and um, one of our girls in midfield um, got the ball, and I can still see it. Marion O'Brien is um, I don't know why it was Marion, but Marion was Marianne in, shoved, is, up. Is shoved up, yeah, in fu- full forward. And she's there and there's no one with her. And all we have to do is deliver the ball up to her because she's definitely going to, to stick it. And I think we're down by two, two points. Mm. And um, one of... I won't mention them now. <laughs> one of the first um, was, was just about, was about to strike, strike the ball and got hooked. And the ball fell to the ground. And in many coaching sessions that I've given since then, I've always been telling children uh, that yeah. you never know. A hook will win you a county title or lose you a county title. Mm-hmm. And that day, a hook, it mm. came down to a hook. And that stopped mm-hmm. that, that ball going in. So, yes, lo- last 2012, had to regroup. But there was still great momentum, I think, um, with the girls. And the mm. girls felt that, but you know, we, we, we could do this. I think... The club has been blessed at player level. We've had some very, yeah. very strong characters and very strong leadership amongst some of the players. John, yes, you have to have that. Marion O'Brien's, Sarah, all the O'Briens, yeah, all the O'Briens. But John, just yeah. um, Ray Scanlon, John, I mean, they yeah. were leaders all of those yeah. down the years. Yeah. And okay, you had the Scarif girls. The, they wouldn't like, be they no. They wouldn't yeah. be afraid to start out a dressing room if it had yeah. to be started out or called a spade a spade amongst the players. Yeah. And you know they showed leadership. And you know, I mean, they have been there in the club. And no matter what management you have, you need leaders within the setup or within the player setup. And we've been blessed with that too. There's no doubt about yeah. that. I mean, everything is it's not one thing. It's a whole, it's a whole accumulation yeah. of different mm-hmm. things. I mean, the management with Eleanor and Mike those three years. Yeah. Tell me, you went from they were great years and, and Sarah you know getting to an All-Ireland uh, final then winning a Munster final and getting to an All-Ireland final you know just only waiting the appetite for more Sarah you know um, that there was plenty of success yet to come absolutely um, I watched from a, afar that year very afar but I I was really just I couldn't get over I was in Australia for 12 and 13, but to be seen what was happening was just unbelievable. It really was just incredible to think that the club that that I, you know, left behind for a year or two were getting to these stages, were, were winning these big, important matches, that there was such support that we were you know, going competing in an All Ireland, it really was unbelievable, and um, 
they just wanted to get back. You just yes. wanted to get back and be part. There's one way of getting you back anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you play so many years of just follow and 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 nothing, you know, fielding teams and think. I know there was obviously a lot going on in the background, but it, it did come very quickly then. And, and, and once we got that taste of 2013, the, from the senior perspective, there was no turning back, really. You know, that, that was it. It was a drive on. Um, you know, I know the following year we did, we did struggle with playing senior and... And we were fortunate to be able to be um, regraded back to the intermediate. And uh, and once we got that stepping stone and, and overcame the intermediate um, in 2016, we just, nobody's looking back, you know. Yeah, and Pat. It's more, more, more. Yeah, and to follow on Sarah's point there, you know, even though you got to the got to the final and tucked in and didn't didn't wasn't successful, win the win senior, right? You know, obviously got relegated. Okay, but at least there was lessons learned from being up the first time. You knew where the deficiencies were, and what had to be, you know, worked on. That when it when it did come the next time, See, that four, you were ready. Fourteen and fifteen. Okay, mightn't have done well, but it was very, very difficult because so many players had left and you really had mm. to regroup with a new team. <coughs> yeah. And we were lucky that we got back some of the senior players and, say, the Amy Barrett's had come through. I was just going to say, the underage was beginning. The underage was beginning. Eva Power was, had come through in 16. Now, we had four or five, four on the 16s or 17s playing in that Ireland final in 16. Mm. Or in 16. But they all had come through to play with the likes of you had Holly McGee, Rachel, Aoife Power, um, Amy Barrett, um, there was one or two more. Do you know? Yeah, yeah. and they knitted in with the older girls who were still there. And actually they gave the probably the older girls the least alive. Exactly. Now, maybe in hindsight we should have beaten John Stonebridge, but at least we got there. But the crucial thing was the following year. Staying up, mm-hmm. senior, not going down, and even getting to that. I know we lost two or three semi-finals in a row, but getting out of our group the first year up, that was crucial because you weren't back into the cycle of going back down, and and it's a cycle you can fall into very, yes, very but, easily. But getting to a semi-final, okay, we're beaten by Ina, but you weren't disgraced, and you saw a pathway, and. It's another step. It is another step, yeah. and and that one year up in senior in two thousand and fourteen was a lesson. Was a lesson. Yeah, yeah. I I remember yeah. asking uh, another great coach in um, in Clare, um, Peter Casey, uh, to help me out because I like I was manager that year, and I was I was a, a bit at a loose end, you know to figure out how how can we compete or what mm. what should our goals be for that year we oh, lost yeah. a few people and um and we we brought it down to if we played senior camogie in a half for 12 minutes 15 minutes 20 minutes 
that that would be success for us that year. And literally, that is what we brought Baby it down steps. to. Yeah, that we'd start well mm. and you could see the girls. They didn't have the fitness or the strength as the mm. other senior teams did. And we'd fade a bit the 10 minutes before half time, and we'd come out again having regrouped and we'd play what what I felt was a senior Camogie standard in the second half, but maybe only for seven minutes, 10 minutes, because we're tired at that stage. And the scores of the matches, I haven't seen them in years, but they're shocking. Like there's, you know, five goals and 22 points to, you know, one seven. Yeah. (laughs) But... We did play senior standard yeah. for periods of that and we grew it. And every time we went out, it was better. There was more time. There was more time, more time. So then when we went back to intermediate then, that was our foundation. Which and on we went. You have to realise the standard that you're coming up against and you have to prepare to meet that standard. And it takes time to prepare girls mentally and even prepare management mentally that this is the standard that's required and it, I mean you just don't step up no no it's like winning the county championships but to win in our Ireland you have to step and go again so mm. even though maybe we've lost two semi-finals mm. but I think everybody's aware of what's needed now yeah, yeah. and you can do I mean it comes down to I've often heard said the most dangerous time in any organization is when you're successful. You can either stay stagnant and go backwards or you can decide what the next goal is and what you have to do to achieve that. And it might take three years or whatever it takes. And it's nearly a repetition of what went on yeah, in the yeah, past. Yeah. You won intermediates, went back down, went back up, got to semi-finals, lost them, learned, got to a final won it, lost again, came back again. and But every time, it's more important to learn the lessons of defeat than to learn the lessons of victory. Because And, and Pat, you know, looking at the, at the whole overall picture of it, right, what Scarafagundo didn't lose sight of was the underage and the national schools, right? Mm. Putting people into the schools was a big thing, right? You know, they yeah. didn't just rest <coughs> in their laurels. You know, they knew what was needed coming behind and they went to work on that. But that's an awfully important aspect of any club or any region trying to promote the game. But I suppose I'm not sure of the situation that you can tell me what club people would have gone into the school, but because there were already people who were already convinced about it there. So Damien and Nogunlo would have been pro yes. pro Camogie and I'm yeah. sure the lads in Scarif and the ladies in Scarif as well would always pro G and, and, and had strong Camogie in recent years as well. So that's an absolutely vital element. And that's one of the weaknesses in Clare, I think, overall that secondary schools aren't strong enough across the board in terms of Camogie. There could be a lot more done. We'll say, okay, Colosta have been going well recently. The schools in Shannon aren't doing much. Um, <coughs> Scarif had, have had their great moments, of course, as well. But it's vital that the girls between 14 and 18 are kept interested. And even though it might be really good if they love playing for their schools, so it's awfully important that clubs support the schools, particularly in schools where there mightn't be the personnel able to... Um, you know, develop the game or coach the game, and that's that's the case in plenty of small schools. But vital element. Yeah. But the other thing that I have to re- reflect on that Ellen said there was uh, the concentration of all the scores. And I think if you're building a, a really good team, you build from the back, 
And one of the things about the Scarlet Gondola team in the last four years, anyway, is how hard generally it is to score against them. And that has been built over many, many years. How to play as a unit in defence. A good goalie, of course, you've had two two great goalies in recent years. Mm. Mm. And it starts there, I think. That you don't they don't concede big scores at all regularly. And in my view of it now, watching as a neutral, well, kind of a neutral, but <laughs> behind them. But um, Built from the back. I know we spectacular scorers as well in the club, but you build a squad at the, fi- the 15 are defending and then the 15 are attacking and I think that t- has taken many many years and you know well done to all involved to get to that stage where, the, where they are so hard to score against in general I suppose two comments on what Pat has said um, Mike Rogers went into the national school here in Scarif went to some fashionable back in I won't say how long ago it is but <laughs> I might embarrass him but he did a lot of work both with boys and girls for a number of years in the national school and when Pat is talking about defence I often quote a man from another sport. He was the guy that I read a book about him. He re- um, coached the All Blacks to win the first World Cup. He said, defence wins. And the key then is put the opposition under so much pressure through your defence that when they make the mistakes, you have the skill and the ability to punish a strike. Mm-hmm. And if we look at Brian Cody, if we look at John Kiley, it's defence, pressure, and the skill to execute the scores. It's very simple, but it's to pull the three together. It's n- simple, but not easy. Not easy. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's a simple <laughs> mantra. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, but to pull it together is the, cru- is the crucial thing. Yeah, and I suppose, uh, Sarah, along with that, you, you, you know, to bring it all together, you have to have the quality of player there as well, you know, and Scarif have been blessed with quality players coming through you know, with serious, with the experienced senior players, and also a continuous flow coming through from Dundrae, Sarah. Absolutely, um, I spoke about leaders. It is so important for any club that there is an older contingency in on the benefit or to benefit the younger uh, players. You know, the, the younger players who are very capable and, and, and really the skill that they bring aren't able to kind of step into it unless they see it from the older players. It's a very, it's a, it's a big step up and it, 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 you need you need at least three or four older players. What, what position they Partaking isn't really as vital. It just it just needs to be held. Yeah, there are present. There are presents really to graduate those those younger players because if if they're kind of out on their own and and being asked as a seventeen year old to be the leader, it's 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 quite a difficult position and pressure to be put on you. Uh, you know, this kind of fledging young star. They need to be able to step into it give themselves two or three years to, to find their position, have no pressure on their shoulders, allow the senior player to kind of hold that um, pressure or that leadership, um, but to, to, to nurture it into, into a proper, an all-rounded senior player. Because it, it, it takes a lot. It's not just the skill, it's the composure of the younger players, the confidence of a younger player, you know, um, 
so if, if we have been fortunate that there is, there's Susan Bohan, there's Marie Scanlon, um, Marion, you know, over the last year or two that are just staying around, uh, <coughs> more than staying around, I would say. Uh, but, uh, don't <laughs> that part, will, 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 and, and more to come. <laughs> yeah. But just to be able to bring on those players and not, and not expect too much from them. And, and that you know that they will graduate once they hit the, the early 20s, that they can become the leaders. Like it is, it's, it, it's all about, you know, bringing them up, allowing them to take front and centre, and allowing the, the, the leaders to, to pass on and pass on the batting, so to, so to speak. But um, you can have all the skill in the world, but if you, if you don't have a committed unit around you or, or a full unit around you, you're, you're, you know, you're kind of, you're doing a disservice to those players. Yeah. So, um, and, and, and we have been fortunate that the, the older players are staying on. And Maura, anyway. to follow on Sarah's point there, the Marion O'Briens, the Susan Vaughans, yeah. They've been top class players from, 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 very, from, young age, from yeah. very young, 12. We played, uh, when we were all gone low, we played Budike in, a, in a, 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 an under 12 final three times. It took us before we won, and Ogunlo won it. <laughs> and it was absolute. Those girls played, Mar- um, Roisin O'Brien even came on that team, and she was only about, I suppose, maybe. Nine, she was nine mm. at the time to play to to take part in them games, but mm. there was always they were brilliant. But we they got a good bit of training now. All of the the a lot of our players with the county, because we had David Fitzgerald. I must say that he was absolutely those girls got top class training from him. They got a taste of it. They did, yeah. Well, they did uh, from him now because, yeah, we. I was over the team, but I can tell everyone what to do, but I wouldn't be able to... I wasn't able to get that across. And I always felt that we had to have somebody that was going to do that for me. And he did it, and he brought an awful lot to those girls. They learned a lot, and they learned a lot from 14s, 16s, and 18s playing at county level. And they were brilliant. And Pat, that's that's important because you get a taste of that that level as well, mm. and that comes back, filters back into the club, yeah. and then they can pass yeah. on, you know, show what they have learned to the other players. I, yeah, I maybe I wouldn't. Yeah, when I, I, I put it this for you, Leo. When I started coming to county board meetings. Oh, don't talk. I felt. Nearly a second-class citizen from East Clare. Yeah. Because a lot of the clubs were from the other side of the county. And I feel, I often felt that they looked down on Camogie here, and on this part of that thing. And you got very little, and then I'd say that came through maybe with players coming through, that they didn't get the same chance. The same chance. Yeah. And, and as the rising tide has come out of East Clare, that maybe now... A lot of the players coming through in East Clare are getting a great chance to develop in development squads and get on to county teams. And when those players who have made county teams at the dailies, Kira Dial, John yeah. you had Mary, you had Eva Power, then you have Abby and those at yeah. minor. 
they're meeting girls of their own age <clears throat> who will look up to them. Somebody told me that um, two years, no, in 19, Abby Walsh was looking for autographs. This year she was outside and, do you know what I mean? She was signing the autographs. Yes, but do you know what I mean? That's, it, won't have, it won't have that rub off on everybody, but all you need is a percentage of it to rub off to have a successful mm. team. And when we're being successful, that we don't maybe have the attitude of the, like what I thought we were getting at county board meetings from other, others, that we're humble enough to know that we accept victory, we move on, we don't, to be crude about it, show down anybody's neck or anything else. I mean, we move on, we try to develop ourselves and go a step further. And the aim is to get to the Holy Grail. Yeah. <clears throat> now, if it takes, whatever it takes, and maybe we have to improve our skills. Do you know what I mean? But we identify what we have to do. And the more players who are at county level giving the leadership, I know at times we give out, they're all gone here and they're all gone there. And if we're trying to field the team, it is, yeah. Yeah. do you know what I mean? But if we can keep them all together and you know, there is good potential, there, yeah. there is potential in a few, but it takes organisation, it takes everybody being working together and it takes humility. And everybody having the ultimate goal and uh, and everybody working together if you don't have everybody working together you're going nowhere. Yeah. and, no. and uh, eventually it, it all paid dividend <coughs> and county final victory down in, in, in Clarecastle the first county final what a day over the market after all the years of getting to semi-finals and eventually getting to the final and eventually getting over the line oh yeah that was well very memorable um it was absolutely, I shed tears of joy anyhow that day. It was just a complete uh, release. Yeah, I, and, um, I thought it was of, brilliant. Gosh, we've actually got over over the line. Um, deservedly so, I think, yes. um, on the day. And and that season, it was a really good season um, for us anyhow. Um, but, you know, the, the management and Pat was on, was on it. Um, look at, you know, put their heart and soul into it. And... Mm. Um, the one thing that I've always noticed about our <coughs> players and, and it continues is they will give you their heart and soul as well. And um, oh, we saw that this year as well, you know, to this, this year's management, whatever was asked of them was, was given and given freely and given with a heart and a half and a passion and, and a half. And um, yeah, getting over that line, I suppose it just it brought our ambitions into reality. And I suppose ambitions will always stay ambitions if you don't have that feel of of of, of yeah. the, your feet on the ground and the cup yeah. in your hand and looking at the photographs of you know you coming into um, the both scarf and O'Connell and we put up posters you know like the you know the, the home of the county finalists Champion, yeah. champions and that and uh, I suppose that makes it a reality and uh, one that we were chasing a while. Yeah. Leo, I got over ninety five that day. I <laughs> 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 oh it took a while and took a while. <laughs> it took a while. But then Pat, you know, straight away then, you know, in fairness to the girls, in fairness to yourselves, you sat down and entered Munster because I knew obviously you had been in Munster twice, which was a serious advantage going in that you had been in two Munster Junior Championships, right? And people might say the Junior Championship, but it was a real experience and a real learner. You know what you were facing. I, I'm a firm believer you have to crawl before you can walk and you have to learn how to tackle 
the speed of the game, at, at every level, the speed of the game increases. Intermediate at club level, it increases at Munster, it increases at All Ireland level. When you get to play in an All Ireland final, even at intermediate, it's close to being playing. It's senior son. But it's, it's definitely plays, I would say, at Johnstown Downs, playing Johnstown, you were close to a, a senior county final. Mm. So you're moving up the whole time. And when players get to that standard, it becomes easier to, mm. to maybe go to another standard. Do you know I mean? They're pushing themselves and they can see what they can do. So you don't go from A to Z overnight. No, and even playing the Limerick champions yes. in that semi-final yeah, that day, yeah. Newcastle West, it was, mm. a, you know, we, we knew so much about all the teams in Clare. Mm. Mm. And then they had a different style of play. Yes, yeah. Mm. Um, different standard and mm. getting to grips with that yeah. was tricky yeah. when we yeah. did it. Uh, yeah. So another factor there, uh, just get your opinion on it, would be I'd be thinking that nowadays I suppose the majority of the girls will will play third level and meet different coaches and obviously meeting different styles of players from, from all over the country and I suppose that should be a help to all clubs but I'm sure Scarafagunla girls been so into Camogie the last five or six years, they will all have wanted to play freshers and they all have wanted to get on the Ashburn Cup teams and the, and that second level again. Yeah, exactly, yeah. personal cup. So do you feel that has helped the club? Or does the DT injuries or players being burned out? There's, there's, there's two sides to it, isn't there? There's two sides to it. and um, But I still believe, OK, it's very, very good. But at the same time, it's what they bring back to the club is, is what's important. You can play Ashburn all you like and you can play here and you play there. If it doesn't, if if those involved don't bring something back to the club, then this is the standard. Positive, yeah. And that's where the leadership of the people involved is crucial. If you're playing Ashburn and you're not a leader in your club, do you know what I mean? To improve the standards. I mean, if you look at, say, for the last number of years, you had Susan Vaughan coming from Dublin, you had Sarah driving from Shannon, you had, say, Jim and Ogan, he was manager, coming from Galway, you had David Sullivan coming. No, there were people who were very driven involved in the club. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And you had the same at Underage. I mean, we're talking tonight about the scene, but we shouldn't forget about all the people suppose, yeah, who have been involved at Underage, yeah. who have put in hours and hours um, and yes. hours, starting yes. at Under yes. 6 yes. and Under 8, mm. and bringing players through and putting up with parents, giving out about their daughter not being on the team. Do you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> it's not easy... And it's not one person or any number of people. It's the total cumulative of everybody in the two clubs. And the people maybe who won't be involved in any teams will be involved in fundraising or Joe, yeah. doing some it's 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 a huge buy in from both communities. I mean Charlie Power has driven from Killaloo, the dailies mm. come up. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. We can't forget about mm. the the, yeah, the no. impact they have had. And they, because of the love of the Camogie, I know Kilua are always with Ogunlo, but they still come up here to train. Yeah. And do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And even the J clubs, at times we give out about the times we get and we'll crib in that. But we still have use of tremendous facilities and we'll have to finally have the ladies' dressing room open here this year. <laughs> <laughs> so do you know what I mean? Everything is there, it's taking time to do it. But look, we're getting there. Yes, and, and Sarah, turn on to you there, Sarah. Um, you know, you've seen it at both sides as a player and, and in management, really, right? And I suppose that day down down in Capamore, when the Munster final was finally brought, you know, was brought home, uh, does the dream come true, really? Absolutely. It was probably beyond what we, well, 
what we wished for, but thought beyond our reach, really, to think that a club from East here could win a Munster final at the first asking. I mean, it's it just really it's it's it cemented the agenda. It 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 justifies anything that went before and maybe second guessing of the joining of the club. It, it just was an incredible day, an incredible year. And Sorry. it didn't happen overnight as, as, as passage. You don't go from A to Z. But once, once the agenda was put in front of the team, once we could see what potential we had, we there was nothing but a, a, a straight line. Once we came over Ina in that semi-final that year, something happened down in Bearfield that night. Um, whether it was the playing with 14 players in pretty dire conditions, mm. but mm. it just it's like a spark went off and, you know, there was there was magic about it. There's no doubt about that. There's no doubt about that. And Sarah's right. That evening, uh, leaving Gortine, mm. you know, after beating Nina, the monkey was off the back. Anything was possible. Yeah. Anything was possible after that. And as it turned out, it was. You know, yeah. get to an All-Ireland semi-final, training all through Christmas, new, kind of new to the girls, training all through Christmas for an All-Ireland semi-final, yeah. playing Stock Neil, who you already heard about on radio or watched him on, 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 on television, yeah. and then to be part of the company. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And 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 for a follow-on from that, like, you know, some of our players getting All-Stars on the... Uh, Maria and Susan, uh, yeah. On the, yeah, mm. on the club team of, of the year and... Um, you know, I've camogie friends in different counties and they would have known Scarfagunlo, but they were suddenly even more talking about, you know, Scarfagunlo and our names were being banded around with the Schlockneels and the Drummond Inches and the St. Vincent's. And there we were. And Pat, there was a match maybe that bypasses a lot of people, right? But it was probably one of the best camogie matches I ever saw in Clare took part um, after the Munster final and that was a 21A final against Einig in the morning and <laughs> you know there's no doubt about there, was a, there, was a, there is a rivalry there obviously and rivalry brings out the best in both teams but it definitely brought out the best in both teams that day and I think Scarif are set down a marker again that day by yeah. winning that final Yeah Well if you were to justify what happened in Dora Bearfield or in Gorty in the night of the rain you had to w- sorry you had to win that match and how to put it probably what riled the management more than anything else was maybe I shouldn't say it but I will the week before um, the the final we were training in Ogunlo at 9 o'clock in the morning and the Clare Miners put the train at quarter past 10 the Clare Hurland Miners the, the boys but my, um, my good friend, Mr. Foodie, arrived in blowing a gun at 10 past nine and sat watching the training. <laughs> and by God, did that, that one of the county final, I can tell you. Whatever confidence and whatever um, 
what, what's the word I'm looking for? Motivation. Motivation. But <laughs> oh, by God, after that, <laughs> every players for an hour they listen to us. <laughs> so talking about foolish men to be a foolish man no. to make himself seen. He should have a draw. Or I don't think he meant. I don't think he meant any harm. But he turned. He probably turned up to be organised for the miners. But um, we were able to. He was double jobbing. He was double jobbing. But Pat, you know. Scalafdin are going to win the All Ireland semi final, right? Unfortunately, came up with uh, Jasper Smarpy chart, Ignin Stock Neil. We'll see. Stock yeah. Neil were a stage ahead in their development. Yes, this is a little that. bit. Yeah, a little bit. They've been around the block. Just a little and bit. And they're a really good team, let's face it. They're a very, very good side. As yes, well. but I would say if we had a second chance again, yeah, and look back. I think so too. I think we'd be a lot closer yeah. to them yeah. than. probably lack of experience, Pat, maybe on the day. I. I think we'd all have maybe little regrets about the day. Yep. Possibly. Um, once we but got going, I mean, we brought it back from nine to three. Um, okay. The kind of one of the goals came off a long range free. Another one came off a sideline ball that we had worn. You don't do. Mm. You don't hit it across the field because yeah. everybody got pulled and they came in. They came in the open side and the small things at. Small things make a huge difference at All Ireland semi final level. Make a huge difference. You have to get everything very right at All Ireland semi finals, All Ireland finals. Do you know what I mean? And maybe the lack of experience. Just small things on the day. You have to hang in, hang in, hang in there. And you were hanging in there. Had a couple of small things gone right earlier on. Do you know what I mean? I yeah. yeah. It was close. Yeah, it was close. I mean, these were a good team. Yeah. And a well-drilled team. And physically very strong. Mm. And maybe we went for too many hurdles on the day. We should have maybe gone more physical just to counteract their physical. Look, it's easy to look it's back in hindsight. High, high we can all look back yeah. through our lives and different things we'd have done. If we had another life, we don't have, obviously. So, do you know what I mean? Don't get a second chance. <laughs> like, oh, um, the, thing about, the thing about it is that Schlock Neil played as well as they probably could on that day, yes. but he didn't play as well as he could because the occasion was a yes, bit new. Yes, yes. You know, that was the thing. That was yeah, another and, step in the and, learning and, curve. And, and again, we congratulate the manager, uh, Jim Minogue. He done tremendous work in his team. The key then was to come back and back it up, right? Unfortunately, you know, well, Jim is going to go down in history as the longest manager, most winning manager of a Munster Camogie <laughs> club team, there's no True. doubt. But True. then trusted back it up. Unfortunately, semi-final of the senior went away against New Market. Then come back this year, or last, last year, with a new vigour, new management team, you know, clean slate. New players. New players, everyone off again, and what another roller coaster of a journey. Yeah, it was, it was, and it was good to have probably a new voice new voices um, in and uh, although I'm sure Pat Minogue and I stood on, on the side of the some of the earlier challenge matches with our heads in our hands as we saw players that who had played backs for years were up forwards <laughs> and forwards are backs and and uh, and do you know uh, David Sullivan and the, 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 team. the management team and they were experimenting and the girls loved it they loved you know it just changed them but they say a change is a change is as good as a rest and it certainly was uh, in in this case and um they played differently they learned new things by playing in the new um positions and you know eventually it it, it got to settle down and i'm sure pat and i were saying oh thank god (laughs) 
<laughs> someone has gone back in backs, you know, that great. Um, but it was it was an enjoyable and invigorating start to, you know, getting getting back into Camogie, getting over COVID and the disappointment for a lot of girls, whether it be through leaving service Chapter, and yes. or yeah, that, colleges and all of that, that, that stuff that was going on. So it was refreshing in, 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 in many ways. Um, hard job to follow, I must say, after Jim Minogue and, um, and the, 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 the team, management yeah. team that were, that were there because they really were, were excellent and gave the girl, girls not only skills on the pitch, but off the pitch as well. Like, you know, recently now I was um, listening to some of the feedback, you know, the, the girls are well able to talk Camogie now. They're well able to assess their, their skills, where, they, where yeah. they need to improve, either as individuals or as a team. And that again has evolved and, and it's become critical now, hasn't it really, like that ability to, to, to self-evaluate. Yeah, um, and Elner, Sarah, leading on to you there, um, you know, the, as Elner says, the players are well experienced now, they're well tuned yeah. in what's going on. You often heard of a thing has to be player-driven, you know, at times, if this project is to move forward, uh, you know, to a higher level, you know, the players have to be on board and have to be prepared to, to, to give it that extra bit, to go that extra mile, you know, management will take place and they will be able to guide, but the players have to be able to drive this on too, uh, Sarah. Absolutely, but it does come from the top down and what Jim brought was a level of professionalism on the sideline that we hadn't experienced before. His commitment and his attention to detail was really, was really second to none. It was, and the players felt that. They, it brought them on and brought up their standards incredibly. And David followed into that role very well and brought in another dimension of that question and was the strength and conditioning. You know, the, the players would, would often after the year recap and say fitness, fitness, fitness was, was something that they felt wasn't getting them over the line. Um, but what has been brought in in the last five, six years by the management is just incredible and it's definitely felt by the players and their their commitment I mean training at 7 o'clock in the morning isn't out of bounds mm. travelling to training whether it be in Port Humna isn't questioned programmes on top of the training sessions isn't questioned drink bands, you know, they've just, they've got a sense of what an elite or a professional setup is about and they want more of it. And there are obviously things that we can look back on that maybe where things went wrong, but, you know, but that's just progressing the club and the girls and the players even further, you Mm. know. Yeah. it's it's what's needed now. It's what's needed for, for these levels to be competing with Starfields, Ular, from an inch. It's not just a skillful player. It's not just a good player. It's an all-rounded professional setup that's, exactly, that's needed. Exactly. So players will buy in if there's a commitment from the head down. They will 100%. There, there'll be nothing 
that, that they won't do if they feel that that a manager is committed and, and is showing that they believe in the players. Yeah, indeed. And Maura, you'll have to make the point there. You can't look back. You no, have to be going you to, you have forward, to go forward, forward, forward all the time. Yeah, you have mm. to build on what you have done last year. You must build on it for the following year and hope that you're going in the right direction. Mm. And Maura, the underage, you know, winning that minor championship in United, that's another big one. It is, you know. yeah. I mean, you were brilliant, like, there's no doubt. I mean, there's great credit duty and you've stuck with it, Elner, since you came to Ogunla. And uh, it, you have the success. And the girls, most of all, the girls have the success. Because mm. a lot of years we played and we trained and everything and we didn't get the success. And it's hard to... Keep it going. Keep it going. And you keep at it. And you see what happens. And on, and I think for me, I'll say it this, that what came for me for Camogie was uh, when the in, you couldn't bring any more than five people in your car. That was a big do in Camogie <laughs> for me. And I also want to say there to Pat, I'm sorry, Pat, if you felt now that I was involved because I was involved at county level I never for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know you about. But I no, don't, I don't think, I think the bigger clubs take over the county board yes, yes, and yes. they want what they want they want to get it so, yeah. and they don't listen to anybody else because at county board level I fought for three years to get an under 14 county team so as we'd build for 16s and 18s at that level yeah. and it took three years together they just didn't want they were interested only in their clubs yeah i'll never forget john yeah. maloney been with me at the county convention and we were there and we had this document there <laughs> and as they were kept talking john maloney kept shoving it over in front of me <laughs> and pine he had it highlighted yeah yeah and it was one of the most satisfying moments we ever had in our lives at a county board meeting <laughs> but i don't <laughs> but no. you weren't chair at the time yeah. well. no, thank god i was gone i'm, yeah. I'm gone and Pat, to get back to the to last year, right? Okay, the victory over Drummond Inch, marvellous day again. Okay, mm. then unfortunately the wheels came off a bit against Ullert, so probably maybe a step too far for this mm. team. Well, look at no. There's two ways of looking at it. It was the conditions, maybe. You, know, it, you, were, you were up, first of all. You were up against a very, very experienced team, who had a couple of outstanding players. Um, the injury to Kira probably. Upset the balance of the that team. team, yeah. And maybe we can all look back in hindsight. Maybe could have coped with the balancing of the team. Maybe a bit better to cope with that. That's debatable. Everybody has their own views on that. Mm. The wind in the first half did give them a huge lead. Lead. And mm. in whatever about in a dry day, you have a chance of pulling back a lead. But in those conditions, mm. if you mm. put Eight, ten people behind the ball, it's impossible. You're not going to beat them. No. no. And no. I always felt, I think I said it to you, that Sarsfields would win the final. You did, yeah. Mm. Yeah, because I felt they had the pace to go at them. And I felt that they had the pace in the right place. In a, big, in a bigger field. Yeah, and I felt, I always felt, um, from, I'd watched a good few videos of Ullert. I always felt that goalie and full back line were vulnerable. Because Which turned out to be the case. They had, um, mm. against Thomastown and gone back in 
different matches they have played, you could see it happening. They, they fouled a lot when their full back line were ran at. Mm. But I mean, it was just the conditions. We look at it, the wind at times was driving was yes. in the first half. Our backs were clearing the ball until they come back in over their heads. So mm. I would park it at this stage. I think it's passed. I don't think it'll affect the confidence of the girls going forward. I think it's one of those days the wheels come off. Conditions with a very young team. I think be positive about getting there. It's a learning experience again. You learn, you move forward. Yeah, mm. and and as Pat is right, and Mahal, go back to Mahal's point. You don't look back. You look, you look ahead. You have to look ahead yeah. all the time. Yeah. The underage is in tip-top shape here at the moment. You know they're competitive at every grade, successful at most grades. You know as proved last year, and you know there's a continuous flow. You have to keep the conveyor belt going. There's no doubt about that. You have two players coming through the whole time. There will be new players coming through this year. Some players got taste of championship action last year. We'll probably see more action next year. You know, the team is going to is going to evolve like every team does. We have yeah. to look at tonight is a celebration of what's gone gone on. But from tomorrow morning on, we look ahead to the new year. Yeah, absolutely, new year. And I think we have something like nine or ten um, under sixteens that are eligible to play adult um, this year last year that number was three do you know so um, they've they've seen a lot and they will be dying to get yeah, involved in that yeah. and yeah brought into the fold yeah Pat I think if there's one wish I would have which will, could get us to the Holy Grail I think we need to develop our skills maybe more or striking because you saw what um not only Lacey, um, the corner forward, only t- or oh, also Jacob. Quick flick there is, she stuck a ball from 21 yards. Do you know what I mean? On her less dominant side, we need our players coming through are going to have to be comfortable on both sides because that is going to be crucial. You'll get to county finals and win them, but if you really, really want the top thing, you, you've got, we've got to get to that standard of striking. We can bring the fitness, you can bring the commitment, but you're going to have to bring the, that, that skill level yeah. as well. And you have to bring a complete package. Yeah, you have to bring everything together. Mm. So I think we yeah. need <coughs> maybe at underage and at all levels now. Yeah. So huge emphasis, say from tonight on, the motto is improve the skills. We can get the fitness going. Mm. We have the committed people. We have the people in the club who are committed to it. We have people in the parishes who have bought into this, you know, Massive achievement over 10 years. Oh, yes. And if we're to honour the people who have put in the work going forward, maybe, in my view, we realise if we have deficits, we work on those and move on, enjoy the night and get down to work in the morning. Yeah, and Pat, there's one other thing that we didn't mention earlier on when talking about it before we, before we close the programme. The benefit of having a junior team as well is absolutely huge and there's a junior championship that has been won a junior B championship has been won as well that has been significant you know for the development of the players you know to to close that gap you know from the underage into the senior your three leading minors (coughs) any given year would probably be capable of getting into the senior squad and and being at home on it but the rest the bulk of your other minors then and your ones coming through uh, it's great for them to have a, a stepping stone as well as that, you'd have, you'd have players who would be on the senior squad and maybe not getting games and haven't been, didn't have to be regraded. So if you get that mixed right, a stepping stone for the young ones. And it's also, I think, the fact that you've even large numbers in the pitch 
I think it makes everybody want to come. There's nothing as bad as struggling clubs, and we've all seen it in our day. I won't, I won't say the number two, but 13 or 14 training maybe when you could have, when you should have 24 or five, and having the second team gets that going as well. The other thing I was going to say there was, Pat referred to it. If there's any weaknesses in your in your team now, there's something in Camogie that wasn't there 20 years ago. That's video analysis. Nearly all matches are videoed. So the opposition where they flip up in Antrim or Derry or below in Wexford, they can see Scarlet from four or five videos, pick out players that need to be targeted or whatever's gone wrong and work on it. That wasn't there a few years ago. It is there now. So that's why you've got to cut, you know, you have to have all the all the ducks in a row if you're going to get to the very top, as he said. Even go back to 19, you saw the video analysis Jim Minogue used to send to each player the breakdown of different things. I mean... Susan Vaughan at one stage said she was playing the scene of football in Dublin and she showed on the clips the, the club's scene of football team. The players couldn't believe what was going on here. Do you know what I mean? The, the depth of analysis. Yeah, yeah. Now, some players mightn't buy into it or that, but mm. so many did. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That's, that's the level you've gone to now. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? That this isn't, you know, shouting at fellas anymore. This is, what's, this is the standard you're at now. That's it. And maybe... A programme like this will make all the people in the parishes realise this is the standard and this is the standard that you have to um, increase on to get to the Holy Grail, which is Grove Park. Yeah, and Sarah, turning to you finally, Sarah, you know, a great night ahead, looking forward to tonight, you know, the, a real okay. celebration of what has gone on be- behind. And as Pat says, you know, plenty to look forward to. You know, mm. it has changed a lot since you were playing in your own time and now you're part of the management, um, Sarah. But look, at there's plenty of great days ahead for Scarif we're going to look forward to. Absolutely. I, I don't think anybody will dwell too much on the day in Clonmel. We, I, I think we've nearly stepped over it now. As you said, people have different opinions on where things went wrong, but we all know where we can improve on, and I think that's what we'll be taking from it. It was a, a tremendously successful year, um, following up very successful years at under twenty one and and minor and in in, in two thousand and nineteen and underage. Like it's just that game doesn't even it, it, it couldn't possibly define it it isn't it was just a very unfortunate a calamity of things that went wrong but we all realised our, our capability and, and everybody is looking forward and certainly looking forward to tonight celebrating it, it's that's all that should be it's all about celebrating and acknowledging our achievements from the underage to the management to the senior players to the committee to the supporters it's that's what it's about it's it's you know giving ourselves all a pat on the back and saying well done and you deserve this night and it's 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 been a long time getting to celebrate it you know i think it's postponed because of covid but <coughs> we we'll certainly go out and we go to hide there's no doubt about that there's no doubt about that sarah uh, thanks a million uh, Mara, you know, in the early 80s, it's it, well, 40 years on now, right? Um, and by Thank the way, con- congratulations to you, or congratulations to Matty for 50 years of putting up with you. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> many congratulations on 50 years married um, this weekend. Well, and, I know, and I know there's a, a, a small <laughs> bit of a celebration for you, a little bit of a celebration for yourselves, and many congratulations. Thank Mara, we have to congratulate and thank you as well, you know, 
you saw the we wouldn't have anything so I mean everybody does their bit at the, at the time in their time and but gee have I, I mean I admired the team I'm delighted for the girls that they won the senior all our, the senior Monster. county title this, no the senior uh, everything after that is a bonus but winning the senior county title was something special for me uh, even though I had nothing to do with it but it was special okay. Maura doesn't mm. that say it all it does. You know. It does. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I know it is the likes of, of Laura, Laura, and many. You know, and I, I too, too many. To, there's too many to mention. There's too many to mention. I, I remember being at a, an AGM and there was no one stepping up to yeah. be, you know, treasurer or yeah. that. And I can remember talking to various people, actually mostly scarf people, who were who were uh, around me. I think uh, Bermadden was one. Mary Nash was one. There was a few yeah. others as well. Yeah. And I said, I was saying, I wanted to get the meeting, you know, let's get let's get on with this because we're not leaving here without a treasure. Is what we were being told. And um, I said, what will you do? You know, the way you'd be whispering. And they said, I've already done it for 10 years. I've already done it for five years. You know, yeah. they had all done different roles yeah. over 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 the years. And so so many people, um, I hope, will be enjoying tonight um, and their own part on it, small or big. Yeah. Um, it is the collection uh, of all the endeavours yeah, that have everyone, everyone has played their part over the long number of years Pat we'll give you the final word just yeah. to reiterate <coughs> what Eleanor has said the people who spend decades tiling at the coal face to keep Camogie going in the parishes and maybe also tonight yeah. we've been through a couple of difficult years of Covid and to remember tonight in the celebrations the number of maybe great supporters who weren't around to yeah. celebrate the occasion and to remember their families tonight yeah. and um, look at life goes on let's hope better days are out there for everybody and just even there are people at the moment who are sick with COVID or sick with different things maybe who can't go but maybe tonight we remember all those people and yeah. wish them all the best yeah indeed Pat Not a, a, never a throw a saying but we Remember, absent friends, and look at everyone has played their part. Pat, your overall synopsis. Well, first of all, we're all very jealous, and the parishes surrounding, surrounding <laughs> the Rock and Killinian and Fecal and everywhere else. Oh, yeah, and I'm sure the other. You can't wait to get out of here. Well, that's sport. Uh, <laughs> look at it, it's all about Scarafagunla tonight and today, and especially tonight when you're having your celebration. Uh, everything is deserved 100%. You're ex- there are excellent people involved at all levels and have been, and that's the key to it. It's the people who make it, and I know there's fabulous players there. I love watching them. I've really been entertained by them for the last six, seven, eight years, and I'm obviously a major supporter now as well. But it's the, the fabulous people you've mentioned, and even people who haven't been mentioned but have been referred to. It's the people who make a club, and it's a it's a great club at the moment, and I just wish them continued success. I think the Holy Grail will be reached at some stage before too long. And uh, that you just already, I was going to mention that minor game last year was a very good signal of things to come, I think, as well. So I missed that one, but uh, I haven't missed many more. It's been a great journey watching them, and it's only starting. Yeah, indeed, Pat, thanks for that. And Pat Minogue, thanks very much to you, Enla Walsh, Maura Sheedy, 
in our scale, our sailor scale. Thanks very much uh, for taking part in this program here as we celebrate the history of Scalafogunlo uh, Camogie Club. And I said, enjoy the night. And from tomorrow, 2022 starts and continued uh, success. My thanks also to the men that control tower, Jim Collins. Without him, we wouldn't have a programme. We thank you, the listeners, for tuning in to us here. We hope you enjoyed our programme here today on Scarif Bay Community Radio in association with Derek Credit Union on 88.3 and 92.7 FM. And from all that remains, it's from me, Leo Dial, for Scarif Bay Community Radio. Until we meet again, it's Bannock Day, August Lawn. <laughs>